Hello! Today is going to be a little bit out of the ordinary. We have a very special guest with us. She will be the first of many guests to come, but this is someone who is extremely special to me. I met her during my first week of my freshman year of college, and she has since become one of my favorite people, one of my best friends, and even my coworker. So, my name's Ash, and today, we talk good. Allison. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. Guys, we're do- this is take two because the first time I didn't have my mic plugged in. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were only one question in and then Allison got a call from her husband. So it's fine. We're okay. Yes. So do you, <laughs> do you remember meeting me? Funny enough, I do. (laughs) (laughs) It was at the BSM, the Baptist Student Ministry, during Welcome Week, which is like the long weekend after the freshman move-in at WT. We were hosting a bunch of events, and I remember meeting you and your brother and your friend group at the BSM. And I remember you seemed really cool, and then it became a thing, you know, that you and your brother were from Germany. So everybody was like, they're so cool, they're from Germany. And we were like, speak German. I just remember, and y'all were like, stop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I just remember, you were really funny, and I feel like we all just kind of hit it off really quickly, and just from then, it was like, you know, event after event, so we were just always around each other. But yeah, the rest is history. Yep, exactly. I met your husband, Savante, first at a dance, and I remember seeing him and being like, oh, who is he? And I must have asked about him, or I must have like, tried to figure out who he was like that dude knows all the dances he knows he was like so fly so cool (laughs) and someone was like yeah he's dating allison and i was like no okay and then i joined your bible study and then you were in charge of assigning mentors to the new freshmen and you assigned yourself to me i chose you yeah (laughs) and then that worked out super well and it became more of a friendship than a mentorship Mm -hmm. i feel like which in my opinion is how it should be yeah like, that's how my mentor was. Like, it was it was equal, yeah. you know, both two sides. Like, we yeah. both were, spent our meetings talking to each other about life and what was going on. So it yeah. wasn't just her talking to me. Yeah, So exactly. I'm, I think it worked out how it was supposed to. Yeah, and then five years later, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. You're a bridesmaid in my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I. Who would have thunk it? Coordinated your sister's wedding. Like... You did, in Chicago. <laughs> Planned your baby shower. And my gender what? reveal. And gender reveal. Like, Ashlyn is the best party planner ever. <laughs> I think that is just an amazing skill that she has. So Hire me. Every party we have, we're like, Ashlyn! <laughs> okay, what is your current biggest hot take? Hmm, that's a good question. I think other people share this, but I don't, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not that I can't appreciate like a good line in a song sure. or a singular good song or something. I just don't totally understand the hype. Yeah. You know, like I see videos of her like dancing and I'm like, ah, cringe. So, and then <laughs> like you. her dating somebody just like took over world news and I'm like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> There's other stuff happening. <laughs> so I think, and I've always kind of been like that. I think she's kind of like a fake girl next door. Like mm. that's the persona she's like giving, but I don't think it's real. Cause I'm like, she grew up a millionaire. Did you know? she? 
I think like her, her childhood home just was like for sale for like a million dollars, and it's like this mansion. So, okay. I mean, I'm sure people are gonna fact check me and be like, mm-hmm. "You're wrong." Maybe it's just but like on sale for a million now. It was her, but her house. Well, but no, there was pictures of it. It's a big house. So, uh-huh. which there's nothing wrong with growing up in a big house. But I'm like, don't pretend like you grew up on some farm or something. Yeah. Well, she or no, she grew up on a Christmas tree farm. Is that why Didn't she has she? that song? Wait, what, what song? A Christmas tree farm? That's a thing? She has a song about a Christmas tree farm, I think. Well, she grew up on one, I think. Maybe. I'm pretty sure. Okay, Someone's all the people who are Taylor Swift fans, <laughs> you can send us all the information to let us know what I said that was wrong. I could also just Google it. Yeah, we could. I, I'm glad you say that because that is my hottest take. I am not a Swifty. I'm actually... I was just talking to a coworker about this. She called me an anti-Swifty. <laughs> but I like I grew up on her songs, her country stuff, mm-hmm. and and then she just hit a point where I couldn't stand her anymore. I couldn't stand her lyrics, her personality, her just her whole persona is like I'm a person who can't handle cringe, and she is the epitome of cringe. It is kind of cringe. I, like I said, I can appreciate a good song. Like I can, I I think All Too Well is a good song. I think oh, she yeah. can write a good lyric. But also sometimes I don't think it's like to the level of lyrical genius that people give it. It's not. But I don't know. That's just that's just me. Yeah. Also, I, you know, loved Taylor Lautner and Harry Styles. So <laughs> Yeah. That gave me a like an inherent personal vendetta against her. Yeah. And I mean, okay, mm, Jake Gyllenhaal, I like him. Me too. And what was the point bringing that up so many years later? I don't, I don't know. And I'm and I will say I this might not sound like I am, but I'm a girl's girl. Like, I'll always support the girl. If yeah. she says he abused her, then yeah, he abused her. You'll believe her. her, yeah. But, like... Yeah. There's two sides to every story. You can't yeah. know the whole truth, but totally. Oh, I will say, Taylor Swift is a marketing genius. Is it her, though? I mean, or her team. Yeah. Like, to be like, I'm going to re-record all of my songs, and you're going to pay me for them again. And then I'm going to make you pay a bunch of money to come see me on tour. Yeah. And then I'm going to release it as a movie and make you pay $20 a ticket for a movie. Marketing genius in the sense of like, this girl is just making money, making money, making money. It's like, okay, Taylor Swift gives gives me Disney vibes. Like, you know how Disney just banks off nostalgia? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's the reason you... I mean, I went and saw the Jonas Brothers in concert like two weeks ago. Okay, but that's different. It was amazing. No, it was amazing. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I was like, and they played all of their songs. Like really? five albums. <sighs> and it was literally amazing. It was like their Eros tour. So okay. like I get if that's like the person you did love growing up. Like there is nostalgia that goes along with it. And she's just capitalized on it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, she has a good team. Yeah, I mean, like, it really is. It's brilliant marketing, even if I don't like her. Yeah. So yeah, that's my probably biggest hot take right now. Okay, I like it. So what's a trend that you followed in your life that you regret following? Oh, that's a hard question. Oh, this is, I yeah, I have a few, but I feel like they're usually all surrounded by clothes and makeup probably, but mm-hmm. like clothes, and but everybody used to wear it, was like the t-shirt, skinny jeans, and Sperry's. What are Sperry's? You don't know what Sperry's are? The little old man boat shoes? Like you the know, nautical vibe? Yes. Oh. We all were Sperry's when I was like a freshman in high school. Yeah, Ashlyn just looked up Sperry's. We all wore those. Okay. They had a chokehold on teenage girls. And okay. maybe boys too. I don't know. But 
we used to wear that with skinny jeans and literally mm-hmm. just a t-shirt. And then I used to just do the whole eyeliner like all the way around. Ooh, and yeah. I started wearing eyeliner probably way too soon because I wasn't good at it. Same. And then the like 2016, 17 eyebrows. My eyebrows were way too on. big. Way <laughs> too big. They were like done well in the sense of they were like, you know, clean. Mm-hmm. But they were way too big. I'm sure you could go back and find many, many, many more. But I look back at the pictures of us wearing the, the Sperry's and I'm just like, why? During that same era? Tom's. Oh, Tom's was huge. Yeah. And ballerina slippers, which those are back now. Oh, yeah. I have some. You do? Um, you may have to cut that part <laughs> Fashion makes a circle and now we're getting back into the 2000s. And some of the stuff. Like 2010s. I cannot. As long, oh, I hope, what are they called? Infinity scarves never make a comeback. <gasps> yes, like in the blanket scarves that like covered oh, your whole yes. body. I did wear those too. And the rider boots. Yes. Wait, I actually was obsessed with rider boots. Mm-hmm. Rider boots and the blanket scarves. I, that was my whole thing when I was 16. And you look good. I bet you're like, I am styling. Yeah. Skinny jeans that were like hard to take on. Oh, yeah. Off. Like, like oh, je- yeah. they were jeggings. Remember? Oh yes, jeggings. Yes, they literally jeggings. were like suctioned to your legs. And they were they were always colored. Colored jeans were really, really big popular. too. Yeah, I remember. So bad. Mm. No, no, no. Yeah. Some things I'm like, it's okay. I can let that one pass without me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what's what's a trend right now that I'm passing up on. Cargo pants are back, but we're getting back to like low rise. Oh, that was the worst. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm too insecure about my stomach to. But I remember wearing low rise pants. That's all they really? like. Not not with like a baby tee or anything where you could yeah. see my stomach. But that's what jeans were. Remember like skinny jeans? They were like I had to wear a belt. True. Low rise or mid rise. Yeah, like when you would squat with skinny jeans, you'd have to like mm-hmm. make sure to pull them back up. Yeah. Cause it, oh yeah. It I kinda... remember my first high waisted jeans. I was obsessed with them. They were dark green. Of course. And they were so tight. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I couldn't breathe. I felt so cool. So cool. Yeah, I got my first high, I don't, yeah, high-waisted pair of shorts and pants from Goodwill. Yeah. Before everybody else kind of was. And then everybody else started doing it. Not because of me, I promise. <laughs> but I was in nowhere near a trendsetter. Never have been. I feel like you were like that cool girl in college. Oh, that's, that's nice. Thank yeah. you. I had a lot more fun with fashion in college, yeah. I would say. After having a baby and stuff, I'm like trying to find that part of myself again. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Shepard. Yay. My favorite kid. So speaking of, actually, what's it like being a mom? I love being a mom. Really? It's really sweet. I mean, there's definitely hard things and hard times and hard days, um, but it's like just a thousand percent worth it. Really? Mm-hmm. It's like just true that you just stop thinking about yourself in like in such a good selfless way yeah that you're like I will do anything to provide for this kid I will be awake all night I'll do whatever it takes and you don't even get mad at the baby like Mm -hmm. you're just like I love him and sometimes I mean it can be hard like I said but when he smiles or laughs or gets excited when you walk in the room you're just like he's so worth it it can be hard I think to become a mom and like rediscover you because so much stuff happens with like your hormones and it really really takes a while to feel like yourself again yeah but it I mean I wouldn't change it at all Mm because it's just the best so what does your self-care look like these days so I feel like self-care had to have changed 
Oh yeah. I mean, you just, the hardest thing for me, I think was just me and Savante were very spontaneous people. Mm-hmm. And when you have a baby, you just have to have structure and schedules like for the benefit of you and the baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We still try and do some spontaneous things and just take them with us, but things like bedtime and feeding and I nurse, so that's just a whole nother ch- like you can only wear certain clothes. Mm-hmm. You can just every thing that was kind of just spontaneous and like you can just do it without thinking about it. You just can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So just little things like going to the movies and things um there's just not you just can't do it as much. Mm-hmm. Which isn't bad. It's just change. So that's a good question about self-care. I think I'm trying to find new hobbies that I can do at home Mm -hmm. rather than like having to leave and do whatever. So like whether it's reading or I've kind of been doing some crafting, which is not something I've usually done before. Or Mm -hmm. I like baking. Yeah. Finding ways to like, I like being creative. So finding like little ways to be creative from my house, I think is big. And then Making sure, like with me and Savante, that whenever he goes to bed, we like use that time to have intentional time, just the two of us, mm-hmm. and you know, talk and watch a movie and eat ice cream or whatever it might be. Like we really try and use that time rather than just like let's play on our phone and then go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it because that can be tempting. Like you know, all day you just want to decompress and just watch TikTok. Yeah. Which we do that sometimes. Sometimes that's what it is. Like I'm showing him funny TikToks. Yeah. But I think, yeah, just I've just had to reframe mm-hmm. to figure out what I like doing now. Still haven't totally figured it out if I'm being honest. But I'm getting there, I think. Savante is just the best husband and dad. Like mm-hmm. he's just very selfless. Yeah. I think like I said, we've had to be more intentional about our one on one time together because it can be really easy to just like feel like you're becoming roommates because mm-hmm. you're just like going through your day, taking care mm-hmm. of the baby going to sleep but we've been a lot better about that recently because I think we're just trying to be more intentional to be like no I love you mm-hmm. like I want to hang out with you yeah. not only just when we're taking care of the baby or hanging out with the three of us because one day sadly <laughs> Shepard's going to grow up and he's going to move out mm-hmm. you know and then Savante and I are still going to be what's left so we have to make sure we cater that relationship yeah. too mm-hmm. you know yeah I well I personally don't want kids but I think that would be one of my fears if I did like losing your relationship with your spouse in the relationship that you have with your child and then disconnecting from them. Yeah. And in my opinion, that's only going to happen if you let it happen. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Not to say, I mean, because you naturally, you know, every season you become, quote, a new person. Mm-hmm. Not re- The core of who you are is still there. But things about you change, right? Right. So if you're not being intentional about getting to know the person continually and being intentional to, like, show them that you love them. Like I'm I'm the kind of person who loves doing fun stuff. I like I like having conversations as well, but I want to go bowling. I want to mm-hmm. go watch a movie. I want to go I like having experiences with mm-hmm. Savante and yeah. that's kind of what's been hard to do since having a baby. And Savante loves having deep conversations. Yeah. Like you know him. Yeah. He will sit around for 4 hours and just ask the next question, the next mm-hmm. question. And I love doing that too. So what we've tried to do is like we're trying to go on two dates a month. Okay. One that is we just go have coffee or we go have dinner and just talk. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is we do something fun. Yeah. Like we have like some sort of experience. Yeah. So I'm not obviously also I'm not judging anybody for how their relationship changed when they have kids or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I think it's all about intentionality. You're 
husband or your wife or your spouse like should still be your number one Mm -hmm. because like I said eventually your kids are going to move out right and you may just look over and be like I don't know this person anymore yeah if you didn't take the time it is scary but it I don't think it's going it will happen if if you just take the time to continue to meet each other know the new parts of each other ask each each other questions Mm -hmm. ask each other how you can love each other better you know so it's just important so, do you know your Enneagram? Yes. Five, right? No. Six. Yeah. Okay. What's the title for six? Is it the the loyalist? It's the loyalist. Six wing seven, if you need it to Okay, yeah. I'm eight wing seven. When I think of your Enneagram, I think irrational fears, <laughs> obsessive, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, if you actually know me, this makes so much sense. <laughs> I said something to my coworkers like a few months ago. Maybe I mentioned that I was a paranoid person and they were like, what? Because sometimes when I I think I walk around and I act really chill and I'm not at all. (laughs) What's your biggest fear? Oh, gosh. Are you talking about more like emotional fear or like physical fear? Both. Physical fear is getting kidnapped. I've been scared of that my whole life. Yeah. I used to not play outside. Really? Like on purpose. And I would even like if my sister was playing outside... I would make my mom stand outside while she did. Because <laughs> I was like, she's going to get taken. What are you yeah. doing? She's literally like in the driveway. <laughs> and Wait, that was my childhood fear. It's a, like, sadly enough, it's a rational fear. But to this day, it's still that. Emotional fear. This goes a lot, a lot with being a six. I really enjoy, I really like security. If someone is like upset with me, it like gives me anxiety to like no end simply because and sometimes not even for the right reason not in the sense of like oh man i need to write that wrong or i need to it's like i cannot handle that person being upset with me mm-hmm. out of fear of what it's going to mean for the future mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah or not even if 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 they've wronged me not even like oh that person needs to come apologize to me it's like no i just need to fix it yeah because i just don't want to deal with the unknown that gives me anxiety oh six wing seven is buddy the buddy. You're the buddy. I'm a buddy. <laughs> because that's what's weird about me. So there's like anywhere I'm six wing five who are usually more introverted. Mm-hmm. But I'm a six wing seven, which sevens are like the free spirits, wild people. And I'm like, I I want to experience things, but I have anxiety. <laughs> that's like how I would describe myself. I don't I don't think I could ever travel alone or anything like that. I feel like you would be in constant turmoil with yourself. Yes. But if I have a friend to go with me, I'm like, let's do it. I feel so secure when I have another person. Okay. It says, Enneagram 6s and 8s can build an extraordinarily strong, long-lasting relationship. We both have defensive views of the world. Both types feel that most people and the world are selfish and untrustworthy and that the world is highly unpredictable. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I think once I know somebody, I don't feel like that that way. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't assume the worst of people that I meet. But a random stranger on the street, yes. Yeah. And mainly men. Not not really women, but yeah. like it doesn't. If I'm walking on the street and there's a man walking, I will almost certainly move to the other, like cross the other side. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a weird contradictory person because I don't trust anybody, but I'm an open book and mm-hmm. I like sharing things with people. So I'll meet somebody and deep down I know I don't trust them, but I'll tell them my entire life story. But then I won't let them like I don't consider that person like a friend. Mm-hmm until they've proven themselves to me. Yeah. But I just think people are untrustworthy. I don't know if you have an answer to this. What's the best advice you've ever received? I think, and this is like a spiritual 
thing, but because I am a very anxious person and I do worry a lot about the future and just that security piece, whether it's like money or jobs or moving in 10 years, just whatever it might be. I think a lot of times I just don't think about today. So I think it was a, some like it was something that I read, but it was like instead of asking Jesus or the Lord for like the whole roadmap for your life, ask him what your purpose is today. It just helps me feel grounded if I'm like, no, I don't need to think, I don't need to know all that mm-hmm. to be okay. I just need to go day by day and see what's my purpose today. Who am I supposed to talk to today? Right. What am I supposed to do today? Well, like, you know, cliche, like living day by day, but cherish those moments as well. Even like with my son, not looking forward to when he's older, not looking back to when he was a little squish. Like mm-hmm. just being more grounded in living day by day. Yeah, Which I think I you like can that. make spiritual or not spiritual. Well, so. I was going to say, so we talked, Esther and I talked about this on a past episode, how my senior year of college, a professor told me that not everybody has lifelong goals. Some people just have day-to-day goals, which was super comforting to me because I didn't know what mm-hmm. I wanted to do with my life. I didn't have this expectation for what I would be or who I would be when I was 50 and I didn't think that was normal at first because I thought everyone had like lifetime goals but it's okay to have day-to-day goals because I feel like so many people have expectations for their for how their entire life is going to go and then when something goes not according to plan they base their happiness off of that they're just crushed by it yeah Yeah. so like whether it's like oh I think I'm going to be married by this point I think I'm going to do this by this point it's like don't put your worth and your value in those goals. Like it's okay to have long-term goals for sure, but don't place your worth in whether you quote achieve those right. or not. Right. Because some of those are not even by your control in the sense of like, you don't just want to marry the first person you meet on the street. Exactly. And a lot of the goals that you set for yourself are not going to be goals when you actually get to that age. Like I, my goal when I was a kid was to get married outside of college and be a teacher. And then I got to that age and I was like, I don't want to be married and I don't want to be a teacher. Yeah. You're like, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> yeah, no way. Like, no, that's very true. And I'm extremely grateful I'm not married right now because it would have been to the wrong man. So, mm-hmm. Which is like, that's the healthy way to look at it mm-hmm. in retrospect rather than just being like, oh, I'm an old maid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 24. and unmarried. <laughs> it's almost 24. I'm almost 24. Yeah. I'm losing my voice. I think it sounds better now. So. <laughs> wow. You're matching me now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> matching pitch. <laughs> Okay, so that's enough serious questions. I got serious. Okay. What is, what's your beige flag? I'm not good at thinking of beige flags. What do you think, what do you think my beige flag is? Mm. I like this question more. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, how the turntables. (laughs) I feel like you have quite a few. Thank you. What is the thing, what was my, what, pogo? What's your pogo? (gasps) The way that I eat, wasn't it? Was it? Or no, 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 it wasn't. Sabrina. Sabrina. (laughs) I do everything aggressively. You do. <laughs> That's what it was. That's probably my base line. You do. You do. Your your movements are very specific. It's because of my dad. I can literally tell you that right now. If you watch my dad try and open any <laughs> container, it is so bad. It's like, yeah. he's like trying so hard. It's not, and I don't mean this in a mean way at all, but your movements aren't like smooth elegance. Never. They're like choppy. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. a bad thing. I see that. I actually prefer that over someone who... You know people that move super slowly? Mm-hmm. I used to have a friend in high school who, she when she was packing up her bag, it was super slow. And, I, and like the, the next class was coming in and I was like, we gotta go, let's go. <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> You're putting your stuff in. 
annoys the crap out of me. But yeah, you have very choppy. That's movements. probably it. Yeah. I set about 50 alarms and don't wake up to any of them. That I do that too. <laughs> I will snooze it for two hours and I won't, I'll be like, I didn't even hear it. I see. I don't even snooze. I just, the only thing I wake up to is a baby. <laughs> yeah. I wake up to people being like, wake up. What was the Ashlyn's beige flag that I would say is you have to be looking at her when you talk, when she talks to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she can't keep talking if you're like doing other stuff. Yes, that's so, so true. So she'll like tap you on the shoulder. <laughs> I've gotten a little bit better I, I have noticed, but. But I notice when people are not looking at me, for me to be able to keep talking, I have to look away so I can't see that they're not looking at me. <laughs> I totally forgot about so, that. Savante has a few that I was like, like. Well, I mentioned that he, like, buys drinks. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, he'll buy a drink at, like, 10.30 p.m. at Sonic right before he's going to bed. And then he'll bring it home. He'll take two sips of it and he'll go to his bed. <laughs> and I'm like, why did you buy this? <laughs> and then he cannot read and talk or th and listen at the same time. Oh. So if you got a text message and you ask him a question, mm -hmm. he won't hear a thing you say. <laughs> uh, another, another quirk he has is he's, like, he literally cannot watch a movie for multiple reasons. Just One, can't sit through it? Well, there's a couple. So one, either he falls asleep like five minutes in. Mm -hmm. He's one of those people. Or two, I saw this TikTok the other day and I was like, and it was like what it's like watching a movie with your mom. But I'm mm -hmm. like, this is what it's like watching a movie with Savante. And he like sits down and he's like, what's this about again? <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's about what? And you turn around and he's like, you're like, where did he go? <laughs> and he's in the kitchen washing dishes. And he's yes. like, and he's like, I'm still watching. <laughs> So, TikTok. but that's literally watching a movie with Savante. We tried watching Harry Potter. He'd never seen it. He painted all the furniture in our house. He just cannot sit still. And sometimes I'm like, dude, let's just watch a movie. I just want to watch a movie. And then you know how when other people are doing something, you feel bad not doing something? Yeah. Like if people are like cleaning yes. and you're sitting on the couch, you're like, now I got to start cleaning. <laughs> Even though like you just want to sit on the couch. Mm -hmm. Same thing happens with roommates too. You just feel like yeah. obligated to clean if somebody else is cleaning. Yeah. So that happens where I'm like, man, why can't you want sit on the couch? So now I can't sit on the couch. <laughs> so I'm sure mm. I have more. I feel like your snacks are a beige flag. Like I snack a lot? No, not that you snack a lot. The but type of snacks? The type of snacks that you eat. Like you'll have a spoonful of like what, almond butter? Yeah. I had a <laughs> spoonful of peanut butter today. My favorite snack right now is cocoa roasted almonds. Allergic to almonds. I know, and avocados. Yeah. Your life is sad. That's your beige flag. You're allergic tragic. to avocados. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allergic to everything. I have Trillix here. Picked out all the almonds. <laughs> <laughs> People who get the ache from ASMR are gonna be like, no! You're welcome. <laughs> I refuse to wear shoes that don't have a four inch heel on them. <laughs> Now I'm just thinking of your mannerisms. I feel like your laugh is very like you, a lot of times you'll laugh. It's the you're like worst. grab. I do. The person you're laughing I always with. grab the person's <laughs> arm. I just feel the need. My laugh is also aggressive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch videos of myself when I'm like recording something funny because I'll just hear myself like <laughs> like these little weird noises. We're on the 16th floor. How we can hear them yelling. <laughs> What's funny? What's one of your biggest pet peeves? Not using your blinker, a thousand percent. Especially when people change lanes without their blinker, I get so mad. And then mm -hmm. I'm, and I would also go as far as to say aggressive drivers are a pet peeve for me. You're in such a rush, so you had to cut me off. You couldn't wait like five seconds. Yeah, you're laughing because you do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like, if you're gonna be so rude as to like, you know, do the whole like weavy through the lanes thing, mm -hmm. at least turn on your blinker. Yeah, 
Like I at don't least, weave, and that is yeah. very annoying. At least like let us know you're doing it or yes. something, because you're about you're almost hitting people because they have no idea what you're doing, mm-hmm. and it just really annoys me. And I'm like, it's not my fault you're running late. I get like obviously people are driving slow. That's annoying. But if I'm like, I always go a little bit over the speed limit, mm-hmm. always, and you're still riding my butt, like it's mm-hmm. just annoying. Yeah. And it's always big trucks. Yeah. Always. But it's like the people going 100, like in those huge Ford F-150s. And I'm yeah. like, dude, you're not cool. The worst is when they don't turn on, when they when you're wanting to turn onto a street and someone's coming and you're waiting for them to pass so you can turn on the street. And then they turn last second because they didn't turn on their mm-hmm. blinker. And you're like, you could have gone the entire yes, time. I could have gone. So annoying. I But like, you know when you're, so like say you're going down a street and there's somebody that's turning out onto said street. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody behind you. Mm-hmm. nobody yet that car still chooses yes. to turn in front of you yeah, i'm always like that. you literally had to wait two more seconds yeah why did you choose to pull out in front of me that's that's like when when you're on the highway and there's a semi and then another semi and i'm coming up behind the semi and that there's no one behind me and the semi decides right then he needs to pull out and pass the other semi and then i'm stuck behind two semis yes. And 60. semis in the left lane, what are you doing? What are you doing? No. <laughs> Don't ride in the left lane. So most of my pet peeves involve driving. driving. Yeah. I'm a super aggressive driver. I have road rage real bad. I believe it. You're an eight. <laughs> One time, the semi, when I, I was in high school, I was like 16, driving my little black Ford Fusion. Mm-hmm. And this semi was in the lane next to me, and they looked like they were about to, like, merge into my lane. And, like, I was worried they were going to hit me. Uh-huh. But instead of – I, like, panicked. <laughs> and I didn't – I think I've told you the story, maybe. And I didn't, like, start hitting my horn. Uh-huh. So I just started going, wait, <laughs> hey, I'm here. Like, like <laughs> trying to talk to the semi. And I was like, I have a horn. <laughs> and then my – you remember my Nissan – the white Nissan. Yeah. The horn on that was the puniest thing you've ever heard. So like even it was like, Hank. so I was like, I would always joke that like, even if I'm trying to get somebody not to hit me, it's like, maybe don't like, hey. could you, could you maybe scoot over? I don't do well in high stressor situations. <laughs> well, I've had that, had that too, where like I've been in a parking lot and someone's pulling out and doesn't see me, but they're about to hit me. And instead of honking, which is what I should have done. I was like, Stop! <laughs> no! This just reminded me. Please, if you can, tell the story of you and Savante's first kiss. Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> Savante, my husband, already had a crush on me, or he liked me. We were hanging out a lot. We got to the point where we were, like, best friends. I, like, kind of had feelings for him, but I was trying to be cautious because I knew he liked me, you know? <laughs> So I didn't want to like um lead him on. Lead him on. Yeah. So I was I was just like taking things slow on my part. Um and Svante always said if he was going to kiss me, mm-hmm. it was going to be like real. Like he was, it was gonna like because we both wanted to, like, he was gonna mean it. He wasn't just gonna kiss me to kiss me, you know? Yeah. Um well one night we were hanging out in my dorm and Svante had taken some NyQuil. Literally I don't remember if he felt sick or if he just... When we first got married, Svante was so funny with NyQuil. Like, he would just take it because he wanted to sleep better. <laughs> and I was like, 
Dude, you don't have a cold. You shouldn't like, get addicted <laughs> to NyQuil. But this is one of those nights he had taken, I think he had bad allergies, so he took NyQuil. So he was getting like loopy. Like he kind of like fell asleep and I was like, okay, you should go back to your mm-hmm. dorm. He's like, okay. So I'm walking him down the stairs and we get to the lobby and he's like, just like playing with me, like twirling me and I don't know, doing all this stuff. And at one point he kind of like pushes me away and then pulls me back and he just gives me like the fastest peck <laughs> on the lips ever. And then he was like, he kind of paused and I started going, no, <laughs> not because he kissed me, but because I was like joking with him because he was like, always like, I'm not going to kiss you. I'm not going to kiss you. And so I started going, no. And then Savante runs out the door. <laughs> And he sprints across the parking lot from Buff to Gunther to his dorm. Mm-hmm. And we literally didn't talk about it again <laughs> that night. I don't think we talked about it till the next day. And then he thought I was saying no because I didn't want him to kiss me. Yeah. So, no. That's all you heard while he was running out the door. Yeah. And I remember just like, almost like, like a movie, like just being frozen standing there. I just picture you going with your hand out. No. And no. he's running away. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are now. Yeah, maybe the baby. Five and a half years later. Crazy. Oh my word. Okay, last thing. I'll, okay. I uh, remembered this the other day, and I I meant to text you, but I forgot. Do you remember? I think I was a freshman, and we were in the same friend group. It was you and Savante, my brother, and me, and then some other people. And I was like, oh, I should illustrate our friend group. And so I watercolored everyone as an animal. Oh, the friend group. I do remember this. <laughs> I think I drew Savante as a peacock. I don't remember what I was. Oh, you don't? Was I mad? Yeah. Was it like, why? Was I like a squirrel or something? <laughs> it's even worse. No. Was so, I a pig? No, 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 okay, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, so. I'm just going to let you tell it. <laughs> I'm going to stop guessing. <laughs> it was so, okay, so Savante was a peacock. I think I must have probably drawn myself as a fox or something because my favorite animal. I think... Someone was a penguin, and then I was like, what's Allison? I do remember now. You just keep telling. I do remember. I was like, Allison, like, what's an animal that's known for being pretty and, like, very unique in the way that they look? And I was like, ooh, yeah, a ladybug. (laughs) So I drew this whole portrait of all of us as animals, like, standing in a group together. And then on the peacock was a tiny red dot. <laughs> I was like, where am I? I was like, right there. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> I'm like a dot? Everybody else is like this really drawn out animal. And then I'm like this little dot of a ladybug. And I was like, is that it? <laughs> I think I remember being like, where am I? Yeah. Because I was like, you know, you could like count, 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 one, two, three, four. <laughs> like one of these is not here. <gasps> I was like, you're right here on Savante. I laid your bike And then you were like, really? And I felt so sad. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'll redo it. No. It was, I wasn't mad. I was just thought it was funny. Uh, it was I was so like, funny. oh. <laughs> These are all so thought out and drawn. And then I'm a dot. Yeah. Sorry. But it's okay. I've, I've recovered. I wonder if I still have that. I, I hope I do. you do. I hope you do. But I do. Well, thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming that on. That was a good time. Thanks for being my first guest. Yeah, I learned so much about myself. <laughs> I'm so glad. I feel like this was a whole like therapy session for me. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I feel like this people can take something from this, from what yeah. you said. 
Oh, thank learned you. From you. I've learned from you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we'll see you next time. What's the outro? I'll say it. We'll see you next time on today if you say we talk good. Okay? Okay. We'll see you next time on today. We talk good. Bye. That's so good. good. Yes. Yeah.